0: To stay ahead of your competition, a lot of your success rises or falls based on your current marketing plan. Get ready for the Mojo Marketing Edge radio show. Today, hosts Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez will open up your awareness of the many different ways to market your business and reap major results. Now, here is the team behind Mojo Video Marketing, Ira and Corey.
1: Hello,
2: hello, hello everybody, Corey Michael Sanchez here, MojoVideoMarketing.com And we're here, the Mojo Marketing Edge program is fabulous for talking all about marketing, all about leads and sales And how do you actually get that faster, and so we've got some excellent guests here And uh, you know, I actually had the, the pleasure of meeting um, uh, Larry Wingett over the weekend And he's, uh, he's got all kinds of great books, very outspoken, uh, best-selling author and uh, one of his books is called People Are Idiots and I Can Prove It, Grow a Pair, <laughs> and, uh, and many others that are very very out there. One of, One's called Shut Up, Stop Whining, and Get a Life. Got to meet him, got to talk to him specifically, and, uh, you know, phenomenal guy. So we'll, uh, we'll be getting him on the radio program coming up, uh, and he's been, he's been on thousands of radio show interviews, on, been on Fox television, he's a regular on TV, does about 10 interviews a, a week. And uh, I'm really excited about having him on there. So we're going to talk more about that coming up here. Today, I have a very special guest who's going to be joining us and talking a a lot about his specialty, which is selling over the phone. And uh, he's been doing it for, for over 15 years. And personally, he's closed thousands of sales, generated millions in revenue. His true passion is showing others how to implement simple strategies in their own business for this solid growth model. And his approach is really to help eliminate call reluctance. You Have you ever gotten call reluctance where you're just looking at that phone, you need to make that dial, and you just, whatever it is, you're just, you just can't seem to pull yourself to make, make you do it? Well, every salesperson has felt this at some point in their lives. And you know, what he's big on is eliminated cold call and using the prospect warm-up process he's got, which is a very cool, very proprietary method that he's built up, and he's transformed his business with it. He's 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 in the practice of transforming other businesses with it. So, I want to introduce our very special guest today, Mark Helton. Mark, are you there? I
3: am. Thank you very much, Corey.
2: Yeah, thanks for joining the program. Very excited because this is, uh, you know, this affects everybody. I mean, you know, business owners, telemarketers. I mean, at the end of the day, sales is so critical, and and the phone is an essential piece to that sales process, don't you think?
3: Oh, it's it's an essential piece to every single uh, uh, business's process. I mean, if you don't have... Uh, the ability to to talk to people, whether it be over the phone or face-to-face, then uh, obviously you're at a serious adva- disadvantage.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, that's it's, it's something that's easy to be fearful of that phone, right? And we kind of make up all these ideas in our mind about what's going to happen once we pick up that phone and make that dial. And at the end of the day, I mean, you you got to learn to be outside your comfort zone. I mean, I'll I'll remember. Okay, so this is kind of an interesting story. The first time I really did uh, any cold calling for my business, I um I was I was working out of my my house. I I was you know at a house. I shared it with multiple roommates. I was just just barely out of college. And, you know, I decided that I wanted to go after dentists, and so I I grabbed a phone book, and (laughs) I was just cold calling on dentists, and I was doing this for hours every single day, and... You know, I had my I had these roommates, and they would just like they would hear me, and, and they'd be like, "What what is he doing in there?" Because all all you'd hear is just me dialing up people and, and asking for decision makers and all kinds of stuff. And I created my own like soundproof booth. Um, it, it, this was like as down and dirty as you as it gets, right? I'm just getting out of college. I don't have a ton of money. And I, you know, I'm, I'm really just doing this. I mean, this is kind of like where I think every business starts. I mean, it's practically in the garage, right, where like Apple and, and uh, Microsoft started. You know, I, I, so I'm in there. I made up my own little soundproof booth where I could do some calling. I actually flipped my mass- mattress sideways. And uh, so that, <laughs> that way I wouldn't bug all my roommates. Some of them who like did, you know, were there during the day and doing other things. So, so that was my first experience doing cold calling. I can't tell you how... Difficult it was, you know. Keeping in mind, I was, you know, back in back in high school, I was really super shy. In college, I was kind of learning to do some things that I'd never done before. But I got to tell you, that that getting over, getting on the phone, that was that was a crucial time in my life, and it, and it really kind of builds. It, it really built up the um, the ferocity about being an entrepreneur. The Fearlessness, and uh, I think that's a, a very important and critical skill. So, Mark, tell us, tell us where you started as far as the phone. How did you, how did you get, you know, into the environment where you were using phone to make sales, and and how did it go in those early days of, of calling on the, you know, calling and doing phone sales?
3: You know what, uh, I actually, I actually got into sales kind of at a uh, an early age when I come out of high school. I was, I was reluctant to, to continue on and go to, go to uh, college, uh, mainly just because I was just, I don't know, I just wanted a break from it. And I went off and, and did what anybody else does at that time in their life, and that's to go out and try to find themselves. And I took on just about any type of, of job that you can imagine for a couple of years. I sold, or not sold, but I, um, I worked as a short order cook. I worked as a landscaper. I was an electrician's helper. I did all these, you know, odd jobs, and I wasn't good at any of them. Matter of fact, you know, I, 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 the only thing that I was really good at was messing up. Matter of fact, uh, the the, <laughs> uh, the electrician, uh, I was an electrician's helper for a while, and that company when they when they fired me, they said that you wasted more material than you're actually worth. So I felt pretty bad <laughs> about oh my that. God. Um, so anyways, long story short, I, I, ended up going to, uh, was working for a, um, uh, a restaurant here in Las Vegas as a short order cook. And, you know, I was making really good money, $6 and 50 cents an hour back then, uh, flipping burgers and serving people uh, at their table. So, you know, I, I was really reluctant to quit that job because back then it was just so good. And my sister had gotten a, a start with this, with this company here in in Vegas And Vegas, if you don't know much about it we are you know we are known for being one of the sales capitals of the world. We have a lot of of salespeople here well we we did back then, um, and we still have a lot of of, of telesales type companies here um, I, I wasn't I never even really give it any thought but um you know, my sister went to work there, and, you know, she said they're hiring, and they had this great salary and all this stuff, and, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. And I, I applied for the company and, 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 and got the job, and, uh, you know, I was it, was, it was just, from there on, I, I, was, I, was, I was on cloud nine. Um, do you mind if I tell you a little bit about the company? Because it kind of Do gets, it. You, yeah, okay. yeah.
2: I want to get some, some of that feel for the background and where it all started. <laughs>
3: So have you ever heard I'm sure you've probably heard of the movie The The Wolf of Wall Street and uh, maybe Boiler Room that sort of movie. Yeah, thing. yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So a lot of people when they picture somebody selling over the phone, they picture something like outside of one of those movies. You you picture you know Giovanni Ribisi, uh, or however you pronounce his name, right? He's he's under his desk closing somebody on the phone. Yeah. Uh, you've got um, Matthew McConaughey, you know, doing his chest pounding uh, scene with uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio. So that's like you know people just picture these crazy scenes, and uh, you know I'd like to say that it, it's completely not like that, but the company that I worked for was exactly like that, um, you know, minus the you know some of the, the, the <laughs> extracurricular
2: the, activity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, you know, when I first started for this company, they they brought us all in in a group, and they hired us in a group, and you know they put us into sales training, and the sales training was very intense. Matter of fact, they let us know, and we were making this was like a fifteen dollar an hour salary at that point. Um, so for me, that was a huge jump alone from my six dollar and fifty cent an hour uh, you know rate or income as a as a as a cook. But uh, they give us this, this, this week where it was basically like hell week. You know, they were going to require you to stay up all hours of the night when you're not at work memorizing scripts and memorizing rebuttals and you know, going through training manuals and learning everything you could, immersing yourself in this company and in this product. And if you didn't make it, at the end of the day, you were cut. And you know, we saw people when we first started getting cut. You know, it was literally like half of the sales uh, the training room being cut at once, so it was pretty intense. But the reason why I bring this up is because you know this company provided us with some of the best sales training. I think that's available. Period. Um, you know, we we mentored from you know from the best Tom Hopkins, you know Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, a lot of the guys um, you know back then that were just core focus was, was selling. Um, You know, so we learned a lot from them. Um, They had really great management and, you know, they were highly motivated. And I took all those things away from that company. To me, it was really big to, you know, to, to have that type of um, uh, of environment in the beginning to really, you know, shoot my, my career to to where we are today. Um, So, you know, that's, that's how I got my start.
2: That's look uh, right on. Well, you know it's interesting because you know I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there, if they if they're not born entrepreneurs, and uh, they they kind of get the taste for sales in a call center environment. I mean that's how I did. I mean the, one of the first um, calls, uh, actually one of the first jobs I had outside of college where I was actually, yeah, in a call center environment. I was just, just kind of learning and and do, you know, just uh, completely learning on the go. Had no idea, no concept. I used to be a scientist, right? They don't teach telemarketing and sales and all that stuff in science school. That's not even part of the the equation. So I think a lot of people that are, that kind of get moved into sales and marketing and then from there move from sales and marketing into entrepreneurialism start in a call center environment. And it's a, it's a very humbling experience, that's for sure, because, you know, you have any large ego, you go into that environment, I mean, you know, if, you, if you're, especially when you're just getting started, I mean, there's there's really no hope and prayer that you're going to be epic right off the gate. I mean, it's, you know, you're going to get your butt handed, you know, you're going to get your butt kicked over and over and over again. I think that's kind of the point. So, so, so let's talk a little bit about this, because I'm sure you've got some really, really, Amazing stories and, and uh, you know so what what was your trick to overcoming call reluctance, especially in the very beginning?
3: Yeah, well, yeah, I I I was going to say too, just uh to, you know finish things up at this uh, with the the sales thing that we were talking about working for this company. I would have never uh you know told anybody hey when i grow up i'm going to be a telemarketer you know that was not my aspirations but it just happened to, to come a, to come across or it just happened to happen for me like that you know mm-hmm. and uh you know now looking back and i wouldn't have it any other way uh but but yeah so 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 call reluctance um, you know back to the same company i can remember the very first day that I came out of this training. And, and again, it was just one week of hardcore training, I mean, literally to the point to where I was beat on a daily basis. I was up until, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning studying, and then I was, you know, back, uh, you know, to work at five 5.30. We were leaving to, to head to work because we started at like 6.30. You know, one of the things here, because we're on the West Coast, you could probably um attest to this yourself being on the west coast or being in the pacific time zone it's a little bit more difficult if you're dealing with businesses on the east coast you got to get up a lot earlier than all those guys do um but yeah so you know we were getting up you know or staying up late getting up early so i was pretty much spent And, um, I remember the very first day that I was actually going to be jumping on, on, or going in onto the sales floor. Now, I was excited. I was out. The anticipation of, you know, what was it going to be like was, was, you know, was kept me motivated to keep on going because, you know, even though we were, in this in this training room they had it set up to where you know we were in one side of the building and then the other side of the building was a Salesforce so it was a, it was really h- huge anticipation so when we finally come out it was like going into a um you know into a football game you know when the the guys are running out on the field it felt like that you know everybody was kind of sure. cheering us on and welcoming us and the whole thing so you know i had a lot of of motivation um, you know, the very first time around, getting getting on the phone the very first time. Um, for me, I think that really made it a little bit different. Um, you know, for for the call reluctance because you know I already knew exactly what I was going to say because the company spent you know a whole week um, drilling us you know and making sure that we knew exactly where to go if somebody said this. Or that. Uh, we had our, you know, we had our rebuttals, uh, sheet, but it wasn't just that, you know, we had it in front of us. We literally had it in our, in our brains. It was like drilled in. Um, you know, so that helped a lot. I mean, the call reluctance I think a lot of people experience comes from being unprepared. And because I had that preparedness, um, you know, going into this call, or going into the very first call that I ever had to make, I, I didn't feel that, I was doing anything except for just putting into practice all the things that I'd already learned. Does, does that make sense?
2: That totally makes sense. I mean, that, that uh, knowing what to say is, is huge, and if you've already got that, I mean, that's the big piece of the equation. I mean, you've got those, uh, those templates, those master files, and it makes Ab- the call go a lot easier. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I think. Um, well, let me yeah, ask th- you this. Well,
2: sure. okay. So, so, and that's a big thing, right? Overcoming call of reluctance because you don't know what to say. But when you're just getting started, I mean, let's just talk about entrepreneurs, right now. I mean, you know, when you're just get going out there, maybe you don't have a script develop. I mean, do mm-hmm. do you recommend people develop their script first, or do you recommend they just get on the phone? I mean, how would how do you uh, really recommend entrepreneurs do this?
3: That's a great question. Um, you know, first off, I like to, you know, start. At, 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 at you, you know, check yourself first um, and, and what it is that you're, whatever it is that you're representing. You know, um, you have to have something that people want, right? And, and whatever it is that you're offering has to be something that is going to actually help people. You know, we're in this business to help people. And if you're not in this business to help people, right, like I said, I think you really need to check yourself and 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 you know make a move to where you would actually be able to help some somebody out. Um, Zig Ziglar said, you know, that if if you're not willing to purchase whatever it is that you sell, well, then you shouldn't be selling it. <laughs> so you know, I I'm I'm always a big believer, at least starting there. Okay, as far as putting together an offer. You know, it's, it's all about, uh, number one, kind of outlining all of the benefits, or your script is really just an outline of all of the benefits. Uh, a lot of people think that it has to be something that you spend a lot of time, you know, work, r- working out and writing it out. I mean, sometimes I won't do anything besides just have a list of the, the bullet points of the of the uh, of the benefits that I want to cover, and then, you know, come back with a nice little, um, you know, close out, and again, you know, rehighlighting all of the benefits and the things that we covered throughout the script. But definitely, if you don't have something like that to start from, then it's going to make your whole process all that much difficult, all that much more difficult.
2: Got it. Okay, yeah. So that ma- that of course makes sense, and I think it's like the uh, the equalizer these days. I mean, you people pretty much. If you want to go into business and in the marketplace, you got to have a good product. I mean, that's just kind of the new status uh, quo line. I mean, you 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 can't if you don't have a great product, then you're going to just get reamed by the reviews and your clients and online internet. It's much different uh, game than it used to be. So yes, you need a great product, and you got to obviously believe in it. If you don't believe in it, you don't stand you know a chance when it comes to setting appointments and getting on the phone and doing telesales because i mean it people are they they can pick up on that right that's one of the things i mean internally people can tell your confidence level by based on how you talk about it and you'll succumb to objections so much quicker if you don't actually believe in yourself and if you don't believe in the product so that's a that's a really great point now we're going to take a short break when we come back we're going to talk more about cold calling we're going to talk about Instead, it's also attraction marketing. And how do you actually um, do telemarketing in the new age? Because it's a much different landscape out there. So we'll be back in just a moment
0: with Mark Helton. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio.
1: VoiceAmerica.com There's always one thing that will take your business from being where it is right now to where you want it to be one thing that determines the difference between failure and success. Customers and clients, that's the only one place they come from, leads. If you don't have leads, you don't have a business. Leads are like oxygen. Corey and I are going to show you the 10 proven ways to generate an unlimited supply of leads. We're going to give you private access to a proprietary system for free. It's called the Mojo Lead Mastery. This program guarantees you'll never have to wonder where your next lead comes from. Let's start creating the business you've always wanted and deserved. Let's get those leads fired up right now. You can start using our 10 award-winning tactics and tips. Go to Mojo Lead Mastery and get your free trial in the Mojo Lead Mastery program. That's mojoleadmastery.com. You take the first step, we'll take the rest with you.
0: Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. To the Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. Right on. All right.
2: We're back. Corey Michael Sanchez, mojovideomarketing.com. And uh, we got Mark Hilton on the line who's talking all about telesales and calling and scripting and, and, uh, overcoming call reluctance. And, you know, just, just touching on it. I mean, you know, we're talking about call reluctance and overcoming that it's a confidence game and it's really important that people invest in, in themselves and they have the confidence there. I mean, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, uh, Jordan Belfond. He's, uh, he's the guy that wrote, uh, well that he was the Wolf on Wall Street and wrote the book, uh, you know, also the guy behind the movie. And you know he talks about that. Um, you know, successful people are hundred percent convinced that they are masters of their own destiny, and they're they're not creatures of circumstance. They create circumstance. And uh, if the circumstances around them are not as not as good, he, he uses the word "suck." Then they change them. And uh, and that's that is that brings to mind a certain level of confidence that uh, that you, that you need to to take full advantage of. And. I, I always look at it like this. If you're going in a call center environment, you uh, you got to put your warrior hat on, right? There's different mm-hmm. hats we wear as being an entrepreneur. And, and you got your, your accounting hat and you got your, your marketing hat. And if you're doing calling, you got to get your warrior hat on. And I always look at it as like, if I'm a Viking, I'm getting suited up to go into battle. You know, what am I going to, you know, I'm going to wear... You know, some, you know, what am I going to have with me? And I'm going to equip myself with the, the best uh, battle axe that I can find and uh, the, the, the toughest helmet and all that stuff. And I'm going to go right into battle. And so I always look at it like that. I visualize that. And that makes it, uh, you know, a, 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 from that approach, it gives me more power. And I'm sure, Mark, you use the same kind of visualization techniques or, or confidence builders.
3: Yeah it's it's actually it's funny that you mentioned the the uh the the putting your warrior hat on because you know we we actually we're we're very uh here in our office I have a uh, I run a, a sales office here in, in Vegas and we are just about the same thing except for putting on our warrior hat we're putting on you know our war paint uh or you know or, you know like uh um, the, uh, the the black underlines. I'm not big on football, but I know I've you know I've seen whatever they call that they put the, put under their yeah, eyes.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. So you know we're we're big on that as well. Getting getting uh, in the moment and getting ready and being prepared. But uh, you know the confidence is is a huge thing, and I think that you know if you focus on you know sharpening your axe. And making sure that everything that needs to be in line is in line before you literally, you know, get on the phone and make those calls, then you're going to have a much better outcome, especially on the confidence side of things. And uh, you know, it, it'll makes it'll make this this call reluctance literally just melt away.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's <laughs> so that's great. So, uh, you know, and this is really all very important here. So let me let me ask you this because this is uh, you know, it is a confidence game and all that stuff. and And what you want to do is is you want to get on the phone with as many people as possible. So these days, I mean, how are people getting their call list? How is your team doing it? What, what are people doing these days? Back in the days before the do not call list, I mean, everything was free game. You know, and, and you know, the, it's a different landscape today than it ever used to be. So for, for bus- you know, people calling on businesses or people calling on consumers, where are people getting the lists and, and how does that look like in today's market?
3: Sure. Well, starting with business-to-business, you know, um, you know, the rules are a lot different than they are for the consumers uh, when you're contacting consumers. So, you know, I'm not going to try to give any legal advice on this show. Um, definitely, if anybody has any um, um, concerns based off of what I'm telling you, you should definitely go and research it and, you know, get an attorney if, if, if you feel the need to. But um, basically, when it comes to business to business, you're pretty much wide open. Uh, there, there are no national do not call lists, or anything like that here in the United States that you need to adhere to. You don't have to keep any records uh, or any of the things that you would have to do if you were calling on consumers. So it does make getting lists for businesses much easier. Um, so you have you know, lots of different sources that you can go to. Here in our office, we, we actually purchase uh, lists, and we also will um, harvest our own data um, manually. Right? So there's, there's a few different ways that we do that. So I would say for us, the, the best data that we're able to get our hands on is, you know, data that comes from people or from businesses that are actually marketing themselves uh, online or, um, you know, whether it be in directories or Google or, you know, uh, Yellow Pages, Yahoo, Bing, you name it. And the reason why is because we personally feel that it's a lot easier to make one sale than it is to try to make two sales. Uh, whereas if you're trying, you know, and what I mean by that is, is if you, you know, are targeting businesses that are already doing whatever they can to be found online, then you're going to have to sell them on why they need to do that and then sell them on why they should do that with you, depending on whatever it is that you market. Um, now, as far as, uh, as, far as um, uh, consumers are concerned, it's a completely different animal. I mean, you're definitely going to want to go and work with different lead providers. Um, some of the big ones that come to mind, obviously, is like InfoGroup. Um, we use a company called um, Mega Leads here. There's, there's a lot of different sources. I, I think you can even go to your local library. Well, I know you can go to your local library, uh, reference... Uh, I think it's called Reference USA, uh, and and you can you can just with a library card in most libraries you can go in and grab all the li- the data that you want for free.
2: Whoa! So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, so, what kind of data is that? Is that like just for businesses or is that for people?
3: That's um, definitely for businesses. I haven't actually done it uh, with consumers, but I know when it comes to businesses, and I'm. I'm pretty sure it works for consumers as well, but when it comes to businesses, they provide you with all of the goodies, like you know, who, who it is that you're wanting to target, you know, the decision maker, their contact information, um, you can get their, their title, how many employees they have, the revenue, um, you know, when, they, uh, when they started their business. There's just a, pl- a plethora of data available from, uh, from, from that source. And again, it's, it doesn't cost anything. It's free of charge. Um if you have a, a library card you could just go down and, and get it.
2: Wow, that's incredible. That's that's that is a neat a very cool point. So if you're just you know, if you don't have a big budget for things, I mean go down there. You'll reference USA. That's awesome. So go down to your local library and get that uh, information. And I think we're going to spend most of our time talking about businesses to business sales and and that that kind of thing. Well, we'll we may do another section on business to consumer. I think what we want to spend our time is B2B, right? So B2B uh, cold calling, telemarketing and uh, and that kind of stuff. So so tell us about Mega Leads. Why do you choose Mega Leads for for getting your list and your data?
3: Well, I mean, actually Mega Leads is is it Okay, so it started back for me a while back. I was using a different A company that provided an all-you-can-eat style uh, lead lead grabbing system. You go in and just put in the SIC codes, the SIC codes that you wanted to target, or the the different uh, keywords that you wanted to target, and then it would literally just you know spit out as many as you wanted. Um, And you know they ended up doing away with that. And this company, Mega Leads, actually has a has a, a unique system or a similar system to that they, they offer like monthly subscriptions where you can get you know forty thousand or i think it 's twenty five thousand a um, hundred thousand i can 't remember the, the subscriptions off the top of my head but they have a lot of leads that you can get at once and personally we 're all about making lots of of contact we 're making lots of attempts, so we don 't want to be held back by the restrictions of you know some of the other companies and some of the providers out there that limit you to the amount of of calls that you, or the amount of data that you can that you can get.
2: Nice. Okay, got it. So, uh, so basically, Mega Leads. So it gives you uh, is it the same deal. You you look for zip codes and stuff like that, and it kind of spits out a whole bunch of people.
3: Yeah, you can search by keyword, uh, and then you know you can search with. Um, well, let's see. You could definitely search for a keyword or an SIC code. Um, an SIC code is like an, is, is like an industry um, uh, code that allows you to search for different types of businesses by, by this one code. Um, but you could search by those codes, and then you can also ser- search by either state, city or also zip. And then when you do your geographic search, if you're going by zip, you can you can actually narrow it down to, you know, a two mile radius or a four mile radius or a 20 mile radius around that specific zip.
2: Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, uh, so that works. So when you're pulling out data and you're looking for businesses, I mean, do you, I mean, are you looking, I, I know you're looking for marketing companies and stuff like that. I mean, how, how do you narrow down what you're pulling out of there?
3: Well, I mean, it really depends on what it is that we're uh, attempting to target. Um, you know with our with with our business here, we find uh, that we like to target mostly like uh, different types of um, of business consultants. Uh, or professional services, independent contractors, sole proprietors, that sort of thing. So for us, we're looking for businesses where we can, you know, zero in on a, on a team or, or, you know, even somebody who's in the one to five business or one to five, uh, employee range that's averaging, you know, over a couple of million dollars in, in revenue every single month. So we can, you can actually zero in with this company off of those types of demographics. You can search, you know, finding out how much they do in in revenue and, and only pull businesses that have, you know, certain amount of revenue or certain amount of employees or that sort of thing. So for us, you know, we like the people that are doing, like I said, one to five employees uh, that do a couple of million dollars in revenue. And, um, you know, I'll get into more on that in a, in a minute on why we, we choose to target those
2: Got it. types okay. of businesses. That totally makes sense. So, okay, good. So, so Mega Leads is a great place to get some lists and stuff like that. So do they give you the phone number? I mean, the email address? I mean, what kind of data are you looking for? Well, they get
3: the they give you all of the data that uh, they have on that business. Usually, you're going to get the contact name, you're going to get their title, you're going to get their address, their phone number, their email address. Um, you know, all of the the normal things that you would you would need in order to get in touch with uh with a with a, with the business owner. Uh, they don't actually do anything with the social side of things yet. I'm hoping that they do. Um, you know, they don't give you like Facebook or LinkedIn or any of those other. Uh, really awesome ways of contacting the business, but you do get their direct contact number and their email address, which um, is usually the email address for that person uh, and not you know like an info at or you know a sales at or or something like that
2: all right, so I have this list now i 've got these contacts right and mm-hmm. what what do I do with it now so we we 're going to talk about you know, obviously, getting past the gatekeeper, but is is that what I do next? To just make the dials and uh, and and try my luck at at getting to the right person?
3: Well, you know, the the way that majority of the people out there do things is they would like to you know to just call any type of business. Uh, we're really focused on targeting businesses that have, um, you know, that are more on the independent contractor level. Um, but if let's say, for example, you are actually trying to to target businesses that have a gatekeeper, uh, which again, I'm not really a big fan of that um, because a lot of times you're going to have to deal with automated attendance and, you know, obviously they don't want to bother the, the owner and that sort of thing. So we have some ways that we've devised to get around the gatekeeper if you do actually go that route, if you do actually decide to go that route.
2: Got it. Okay. Sounds
3: so, good. So you, you want to talk a little bit about that? or yeah, yeah, let's do it right now.
2: Let's, absolutely.
3: Okay, okay. So when it comes to gatekeepers, I mean, obviously, you, you, you have to really break it down to what is their job? You know, what is it that they're actually there to do? Um, and I, I, I have somebody as an assistant who, you know, takes all of the calls of people who come into our office. I know um, you do as well, because I've tried to contact you sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I end up going right to that person. Um, and, and their sole job really is to make sure that you can be productive. So um, because of that, if you keep that in mind and use them to that advantage, you're actually going to get a lot further with them. Okay? So one of the things that we like to do is we like to ask or I like to ask you know, casual questions, um, you know, things that are non-intrusive about their business just to kind of break the ice. Uh, and I'm using these questions to really do additional data mining because the more data that you're able to get from that gatekeeper, the better that your sales presentation is going to be once you actually speak to to that decision maker. Okay, so we'll ask things, you know, like I'll ask them obvious questions, you know, like, hey, I wanted to shoot them over an email, you know, verify that I have the right email. And, you know, I'll try to get the mobile phone number, but I'll ask things like, how's business? You know, things picking up, Um, you know, what what's usually the best time to reach John, you know, questions like that, because I can take note of that. And then when I try to contact them earlier, I'll have all of that data. Um, another thing too is I never like to ask any questions that uh, you know where I'm asking them to do something. I usually like to tell them to do something. For example, when I was uh, talking about you know getting additional information like the email address and the phone number and that sort of thing, I'll literally just tell them. And what's John's email or what's John's mobile phone number? And the reason for that is is obviously people are a lot more willing to give you the information if you're not asking for it and you're just telling them to give it to you.
2: Ha. Strange. People are programmed <laughs> like that. It's, uh, it's crazy. People like yeah. to be told what to do, it turns out.
3: I, I guess so, you know? I mean, and, and, I, and like I said, I mean, it all goes back to what is the, 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 the core function of that person that's taking those, those calls. Their, their function is to serve the person who they work for, but also to serve the company. And I'm just asking for this information. And most of the times they're willing to give it to you if you, if you, you know, give them the, the proper commands.
2: Got it. Got it. Okay. Totally makes sense. So, uh, so we got that about getting around the gatekeeper. So ultimately, is it, uh, is it multi-step where you're just, you know, calling and hoping you can get uh, get a connection, but mostly just getting the data so you can kind of reach out to that person?
3: Yeah yeah i mean li- literally when i contact the first time around if i am contacting a bigger business like that i'm i'm using that as an opportunity to find more information and sometimes i won't even ask for for the decision maker that time around i'll just use it as nothing more than just to get additional information and let them Assume that I'm just going to be sending something. A lot of times, too, that'll make it a very non-confrontational type of call because they're 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 not feeling like I'm trying to pressure them into, you know, putting them putting me through to their to their to their boss, right? Right. Um, you know, another thing too, and, and this kind of goes back to that whole pressure thing. Don't ever feel, a lot of people are tempted to actually start selling the gatekeeper or selling the the, the receptionist or whoever it is that's keeping you from talking to the decision maker. Um, It's never going to serve you uh, or or the business if you actually talk to the gatekeeper about what, what it is that you offer because they're not going to be able to decipher any of those things anyways.
2: Yeah, got it. Okay, that totally makes sense. You don't want to pitch the gatekeeper because uh, they won't they won't have any hand in, in making that decision. You just want to use it as a data and fact-finding mission. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about what you do once you get the proper contact details in order to get that person on the phone and close some deals. So we'll be back in just a moment with Mark Helton.
0: Talk, talk, talk. talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
3: In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carroll's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carroll, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carroll's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
4: The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast.
0: All the time, the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show.
2: All right, we're back. Corey Michael Sanchez, mojovideomarketing.com. Today we're talking about uh, telemarketing and telesales and uh, cold calling and uh, and also attraction marketers and how to overcome call reluctance. So Mark's really spilled the beans on a lot of these uh, a lot of these great (laughs) things as far as you know what to say, how to prepare, how to build up that confidence level, where to get your data, you know how to get the information that you need so you can avoid the gatekeeper. So now we're at the point where we've got some information on the prospect. Uh, Mark, tell us what we do next.
3: Awesome, yeah. So, you know, I, as I kind of mentioned earlier, you know, we're personally not into the whole uh, calling businesses that have gatekeepers and that sort of thing. Uh, we, we like to focus on businesses that are more independent and, uh, you know, independent contractors, consultants, um, insurance agents, uh, life coaches, business coaches, uh, you know, life insurance agents, health ins- health insurance agents. I mean, there's a whole there's a slew of businesses out there that you can target where you don't even really need to deal with the gatekeeper. And, um, you know, we found that for us at least that that's been the most profitable approach. And what we've done is we've created a, a, a like a three pronged automated prospecting approach, which allows us to, you know, to, to mar- market to these businesses on autopilot. W- would you like me to, to tell you how that works? Oh, heck yeah. Go for it. Okay. I know, you know, automated, everybody gets excited when they hear automated. I personally am an automation machine. I mean, that's what I'm all about. I don't like to do the same thing over and over and over again. So if I can automate it, I'm always going to try to find a lazy way out. Um, so, so yeah, so the first thing is, you know, we, we like to, well, well uh, let me back up with this. First off, a lot of businesses or a lot of, of sales reps, they, tend to do things the wrong way. And, and I don't know if this is something that you've come across yourself, Corey, um, when it comes to attempts to, to businesses, but have you, have you heard the, you know, the amount of attempts, the average number of attempts, attempts that business or that sales reps will make towards their business contacts and that sort of thing, um, do you know what that number averages out to be?
2: Well, you know, here's the deal. I know it takes ni- 90% of all transactions are done on the 4th to the 12th contact, but I don't uh-huh. actually know the numbers on the amount of attempts that, that uh, salespeople or appointment centers actually make.
3: Average is 1.7. Oh, my God. So that means God. most people aren't even doing two, oh my God. right? And, and th- th- this is part of the reason why I wanted to, to really hit home on this multi-touch uh, formula that we've created, because like you just mentioned, I mean, the average, uh, sale or the, 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 the sales made usually on the fourth to the 10th attempt, actually closer to the 10th attempt is where most of those sales are going to be made. Uh, because most people just give up, you know, that leaves a lot on the table for guys like us that aren't afraid to, you know, to keep on reaching out. And, um, you know, so, so with our approach, First off, obviously you want to you know start off with decent data or you know a really good data, um, and you know that was where we kind of covered that earlier. Getting in touch with a company like um, you know Mega Leads or something like that. That uh, and by the way, I'm not affiliated with the, affiliated with them at all. So if, you know if you find somebody else that you'd like to work with, by all means um, go go out there and find somebody. But there's a lot of different providers out there, um, you know. So there's really no shortage of those. Now, what we usually like to focus on is somewhere around 2,000 to 4,000 businesses per month. Now, that number is going to fluctuate, obviously, based off of how many people, you know, how many mouths you have to feed. And when I say mouths you have to feed, I mean how many sales reps do you have in your organization? So if you're an individual uh you know, if you're kind of a, a lone gunslinger, gunslinger, then you may need closer to the 2,000, but if you have a, a large organization, you may need to go above the number that we're even mentioning here, okay? Got it. So, that's where it starts off. Now, the second thing we like to do is we like to set up a, a phone call uh, or an automated voicemail, okay? So... What we do is we send out like a generic message asking to speak with them if they have some time uh and basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to make a connection we we just want to you know set up a business type of connection just talk to them a little bit about what they do and uh let them know to watch their inbo- inbox over the next couple of days because we're going to be sending them some some information okay so that's our second piece of the of the formula um, the next thing that we do is we initiate a uh, a seven, seven piece uh, well it 's actually seven to ten pieces, depending on exactly you know, what type of business we 're marketing to, but we have a seven to ten, ten piece email sequence, and literally you know we 'll start off by giving them something really awesome up front you know, just to kind of get their their taste buds wet from, you know, uh, for more to come, and then we spend the rest of that series uh, pushing on their pain button and you know, uh, in, in initiating some scarcity. To you know, get them to pick up the phone and, and actually have that conversation with us.
2: Okay, got it, got it. So, so break it down again, real quick. So, just you know, steps uh, one through X. Just, just, just break them down so we are sure. we very clear on that.
3: Okay. So, step one, obviously, get your data right, mm-hmm, and it. we're focusing on two to four thousand per month. Step two, you're going to do an automated type of phone call uh, of some sort. You can make a, re- a manually call, a manual call as well, but when you're dealing with two to 4,000 businesses, the best thing to do is to do something automated. Um, and then the message that you're going to, to leave, and I usually am hoping to get the voicemail, so we'll leave a message that just says that, you know, we want to make a connection with you, we want to talk to you about your business, that sort of thing, something generic, and uh, let them know that you're going to be sending them some information. It's very important to let them know to expect that from you. And then uh, the third step is... To start a, uh, a, an email sequence, and like I said, we do a 7-10 to 10 piece email sequence that goes out over a, uh, you know, anywhere from a 10- to 14-day period, and uh, the last step is to follow up with one more phone call, okay? and that could be, again, an, either an automated phone call or just picking up the phone and uh, you know, touching base with them, or if you have somebody like an appointment setter or something like that that works for you, that's another great way uh, to, to use your time. So, that's our four steps. Um, usually within that uh, third step, second to third step, you're going to start getting some calls uh, right away, but, but that's the whole flow.
2: Got it. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. So, so basically you want to push some stuff out there, get people to call you, start email sequences and all that stuff. And Are you just having people call you, or what's usually their call to action?
3: Right. Well, I mean, you, you mean like on the actual email sequence itself?
2: Email sequence or the voice broadcast uh, that you're doing?
3: Right. Okay. So obviously, the, 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 you know, a lot of people, he, a lot of people think that it's best to just try to get out there and say, hey, look, this is what my offer is. Call me. Right. Your conversions are going to be a lot less, but the people that you talk to on the phone are going to be uh, a lot more interested, I guess, in that one particular product. Um, but what we found that's worked the best is to actually go across Uh, you know, kind of reach across the table and say, look, we're just trying to start a relationship here and see if we can help each other out. And, you know, that will a lot of times, just on that initial phone call, generate a call back from them just to see, you know, well, sure, you know, let's meet. You know, most businesses, they don't have a problem with networking. And all you're doing with that initial phone call is really just putting your networking into overdrive, you know, and reaching out to a whole lot of people at one time, Okay. Um, now, when you do your email sequence, it's important that you come you come off as you know again that you're just trying to help them. You don't want them to feel like you're you're trying to sell them something. You know that that you're only the only reason why you've contacted them is to sell them something. You want to try to give as much. Uh, value as, as you possibly can so what we found you know number one in your, in your email sequence uh, I have you know a list of things that we like to do uh, first off we want to make sure that we reference back to any of our previous attempts that we've made throughout that uh, that series as whenever possible so you know remind them that you called them on the phone and let them know that, you know, you left them a voicemail. Um, And, you know, remind them that you sent them, you know, an email a couple of days ago. Maybe they missed it. Maybe it went into their spam box. Um, Any of those types of things is going to help to separate you from everyone else that maybe have sent them something, okay? Um, Again, you know, talking about the value, lead with something really big. For example, you know, when we sell websites, uh, which we do a lot of website design and, and, and that sort of thing on, on, uh, online, we like to lead with a, uh, a report that talks about how they can convert more of their visitors on their site. Mm-hmm. And we also lead with a, uh, an, an additional value report that's an that's a analysis of their site, of their current site. So those are the types of things that I'm talking about when, when we say, you know, give value. Give them something that they feel like that they, sh- they could have paid for. And, um, you know, it makes them a lot more um, anxious to talk to you. Got it. Um, another thing is personalize your messages whenever possible. And when I say personalize, obviously get your business, get the business contact's name, get, the, you know, get their, their, um, their name and, and reference their name in the email. Don't just send out a, hey, you kind of email. Um, use signatures in your emails. Uh, we, we also like to send out our emails uh, with a signature that appears that it was sent from a mobile device. Um, you know, like you know, at the bottom of an email, when it was sent from your Android, it'll say, this is sent from my Android or from my iPhone or, or that sort of thing. Again, that makes it appear to be more personal, and they don't feel like you're mass mailing everybody in, in, in the country. Got it. So, so those are some of the things that we like to focus on. Um, you know, obviously, keeping you know, use of scarcity, uh, you know, letting them know that you know, once you actually start toward getting towards the end of that series that you, know, you, you really only work with a few people and you'd like to work with them and that kind of thing.
2: Got it. Okay. Those are very h- handy tips. Absolutely. We've got a couple more minutes. So um, you know, is there anything else you'd like to mention on converting them from, uh, to buy right from an email?
3: You know, like I said, we don't focus on getting them to purchase from the email. We we have a much better uh, approach when we actually get them on the phone and we talk to them. I don't like to do cold calling, even though I started off doing cold calling. Our approach is just about getting them to call us, or if we do call them, allowing them to you know to be open to what we have to 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 talk about and discuss. Um, we personalize our, our packages. We personalize our campaigns uh, or our offerings to our customers. So we can't say, you know, this is what you should buy in an email. Got it. Um, so we, we are really focused on, on, you know, personalizing that and making it one of a kind.
2: Okay, that makes sense. And what real quickly, what are the typical results someone might expect from a campaign of this kind?
3: Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it really depends, um, depending on... You know, the list that you're targeting, the verticals, you know, the verticals you're going after, what your offer is, the types of messages that you're writing. Um, but the one thing I can promise you is that your results are going to be a lot better doing, you know, following this type of a system than just picking up the phone and calling somebody cold or, you know, maybe just sending out one email. Uh, what we've seen here as far as, you know, our results uh, usually our voicemail delivery, we're going to send out, you know, let's say you send out 2,000 uh, emails or sorry, not emails, but voicemails uh, or make 2,000 phone calls. Um, you're going to get a voicemail delivery of about 45 to 50% out of those calls. Okay. okay. Um, now the callbacks from that initial campaign should average somewhere around 10% okay. from that initial voicemail. So if you left you know, a thousand voicemails, and you can expect somewhere around a hundred calls. Uh, as far as the emails are concerned, you know, you have about a 35% open rate is what we're seeing uh, based off of you know just our, our generic templates that we're sending out. Uh, we have a 15% click through to our our offer, like a little freebie offer, whether it be a report or the website grade report. Uh, but overall, on average, we're getting somewhere about 80 to 150 prospects on the phone that are interested in, you know, talking to us about our services uh, based off of, you know, contacting the two 2,000 to 4,000 people.
2: That's awesome. Very cool. So we've got uh, just about 30 seconds left. Mark, fabulous information all about attraction marketing and getting people to dial you up and all that kind of phenomenal stuff. Where do they go to find out more information about you and this program and the, this, uh, and more about what you offer?
3: Uh, you can actually look us up at. Uh, we'll actually go to HotProspector dot com. That is uh, that is our our marketing company. We do you know everything from setting up you know campaigns for you to help you do all of your sales on the phone uh, to to uh, giving you software and systems to automate all the things that we talked about today.
2: That's fabulous. Well, there you have it. Mark Helton, phenomenal stuff on generating leads with the phone. I think it's such a critical piece to any campaign. And uh, Mark is a whiz at it. That's why we knew immediately we needed to have him on the phone because you know we we actually talk a lot about getting on the phone and doing sales and you got to get face to face. You got to get on you know one-on-ones with those prospects. So, This was a phenomenal, well-timed really conversation on lead generation and the phone. So thanks again, Mark, for being on the show. We are um, wrapping up, so we'll see everybody next week and uh, another Mojo Marketing Edge program. Go to mojovideomarketing.com if you want to see any more fabulous information about what we do. But uh, looking forward to it. Thanks again, Mark. Fabulous information. All of you out there, take it, use it. And uh, take massive action. Let's get some results here. So I'll see you next week in the Mojo Marketing Edge.
0: Thank you for listening today. Please tune in to the Mojo Marketing Edge with Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week.